Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? It's like everybody, th- everybody like in 2000 thought Faith Hill was the next Celine, and I'm just like, <laughs> she did okay. Like she does, <laughs> she does a good job, but like she's not Celine. I honestly think my whole childhood, I've always thought shouldn't have Celine sung this song. <laughs> Like, I feel like that, like, it feels like a Celine Dion song. It just doesn't feel like it's supposed to be Faith Hill. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we are so desensitized by movies and television. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, yes, we are covering the 2000 Christmas classic, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. In a very special surprise episode for everybody. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, guys. Happy holidays. You thought, you th- you thought the holiday was going to be the last last episode, but now we we're breaking it out for you. We're getting so into this project, and we wanted to give you guys a little something extra yeah. during the holiday season. Because aren't we extra? <laughs> we are extra. <laughs> aren't we very extra? <laughs> we are the gift that keeps on giving. I, if you would like to put it that way, absolutely. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. As a Merry Christmas gift to us. Yes, please come follow us. Come join this watch party. That's where you can get updates on our shows. And go back and find links for old episodes. That's where you can find our Podbean page. Mm -hmm. And guys, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This month, everyone who writes us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts is entered into a drawing. And then the review we draw at the end of the month, that listener is going to pick the first feature we do in 2020. You've got an opportunity to select some content here, folks. (laughs) I'm a little nervous about it. I'm not. But I trust you. Bring it on. (laughs) Bring on the reviews. (laughs) So head over to Apple Podcasts. I bet some of you have the app open right now. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll wait. Go ahead. No, just kidding. Let's get to the show. Okay. Coming November 20th on video and DVD, experience the magic of the classic story as it comes to life like you've never seen it before. Have the best Christmas ever! I must stop this Christmas from coming, but what would I wear? If you think you know the whole story... This could change my entire outlook on life! Really? No. You don't know Grinch. This is nuts! Jim Carrey. A Ron Howard film. The Grinch. The timeless holiday classic comes home on video and DVD November 20th. Fabulous! In the late 1950s, there was a man named Theodore Seuss Geisel. And Ted Geisel was a political person. And he said, ooh, let's get to the kids early. Let's write little snippets about a real array 
of sociopolitical topics that kids will only take as children's stories, but really have an underlying political meaning. <laughs> you have the Sneetches. Well, that's about Jim Crow and racism. And also Nazism. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we're back to Nazis. And then, you know, you have stories like, ooh, you know the story... It's like, ooh, stubbornness is one of my is one of my failure to compromise is with the Zacks. Yes. Who were stopped in their tracks. Yes. Um well then you have the Lorax, which is about environmentalism, and then you have how the Grinch stole Christmas, which is about commercialism, toxic commercialism. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Uh, he was way ahead of the uh he was way ahead of everybody. Gavin realized that this movie came out nineteen years ago and he started dry heaving. Yeah, this movie did come out in 2000 so <laughs> this is the millennium big names uncle jim i love i love jim carrey i love jim carrey so much jim carrey who is definitely not listening to this yeah no <laughs> if you are listening to this we love you we love you we so love you much. so you're a genius i'm just saying <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Jim Carrey uh, brings his own sheer twist to the Grinch. You've got Bill Irwin. What do we know Bill Irwin from? I know him as Olivia's therapist on SVU. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Christine Baranski. <laughs> you love Christine Baranski. How could you not? She's Martha May Huvier. Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon, yes. And don't forget little Taylor Momsen. Yes. Who is definitely the lead singer of a rock band I love now. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh... The Pretty Reckless. Jimmy's in the back with a pocket of heart. If you listen close, you can hear him cry. Oh, Lord, heaven knows we belong way down below. Sing it. Oh, Lord, heaven knows we belong way down below. Also, guess who narrates the film? Dr. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Gosh. Anthony Hopkins. I I love it. Yeah. Inside a snowflake, like the one on your sleeve, there happened a story you must see to believe. So Anthony Hopkins is taking us on a lovely introduction of Whoville. Here's the thing about the Who's who live in Whoville. They're absolutely batshit bananas for Christmas. Yeah, they, they it's, it, Christmas is like sweet black tar heroin to these people. Arbor Day was fine, and Easter was pleasant, and every St. Fizzing's Day they ate a fizz pheasant. But every who knew, from their twelve toes to their snout, they loved Christmas the most, without a single who doubt. Also, who's have twelve toes? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Who's have, I'm sorry, I, I meant to wait for that, but who's have 12 toes? But they love Christmas the most, without a single who doubt. <laughs> also, the screenwriters did a really good job of both incorporating dialogue from the book and their own rhyming dialogue. It like, sounds like something he would have written. Yeah. <laughs> it's immediately apparent what they spent $123 million on. The set? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Set. Because on none of them, there's no 90 degree angle anywhere? Nope. And everything's got moving parts. Everything makes noise. Yeah. Everything's like also a toy somehow. Everything needs to be accommodating because who's are literally every shape and size. Yep. And we're not kidding. Nope. Who's can be a foot tall or, you know, eight feet tall. The nonsense words in this movie piss me off. 
Like what? Like we get Bill Irwin as Lou Who reading his Christmas list, his Christmas shopping list in the middle of the store. We need a font for your aunt. A monkle for your uncle. A aunt for your aunt. (laughs) And a fanpa for your cousin Leon. (laughs) (laughs) He's lost track of his daughter, Cindy, Mm -hmm. who was barricaded behind a wall of parcels. Like how is she holding all nine of those parcels? He pulls that center pr- package out and he goes, Cindy Lou, honey. Dad? Yeah? Doesn't this seem like a bit much? This is what Christmas is all about. Can't you feel it? Cindy Lou is one of us. She's the one looking around at all of the pandemonium. It's big cringe on her face. It's just big cringe. She's wondering, my God, is you, this all necessary? You people are nuts. Are you feeling it now, Cindy Lou? Uh, so, you know. <laughs> then we're ominously introduced to the Grinch. Yes, every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville, did not. It's spliced together with this sequence where this gaggle of Hooteens is making their way up the side of Mount Crumpet to mess with the Grinch. Absolutely. Because this is like that house that everybody in the neighborhood avoids, right? Don't go up that there road. Don't go up to that there mountain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't go up there. That's where he lives. This is how... He's their Boo Radley, so this is how they build street cred. Yeah. Also, while this is happening, we can see that the Grinch has a very intricate system of technology that he uses to monitor his surroundings. A network of CCTV cameras. Periscopes with cameras. (laughs) And this is literally Stu and Drew Who, who are Cindy's older brothers. All the rhyming, I can't. And their two girlfriends, whatever. (laughs) I don't know what their names are. Brittany and Santana. No, I I stole that. Oh, God. I love how the whole way up their mountain, they're like, you're scared of the Grinch. And then they get up to that door and they immediately lose all bluster. Hilarious. They go fucking numb. (laughs) They go absolutely numb. They're trembling. They're like, oh, we didn't really expect to find anything up here. Here it fucking is. Can I touch it? Touch the door. Do it for me, Steve. All of a sudden, this gigantic mechanical Grinch head pops through the front door and scares them off the side of the mountain. They all fall and trip all the way down the face of the mountain. How are they not dead? How are they not dead? Like, that's what I want to know. But we realize giant, big, scary mechanical Grinch head is being operated by a very cute doggo. Named Max! It's Max! You know they were going to make him a CG dog. They didn't need to do that. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Thank you, Ron. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Thank you both for that. Thank you both for using your heads. Yes. I love the shot where Jim Carrey finally turns around and we see him. His makeup is so complex that you really can't tell where Jim Carrey ends and the Grinch begins. Mm -hmm. But that's just Jim. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) He's a different person. (laughs) Become another person. Become another person. I've been much too tolerant of these juvenile delinquents and their innocent victimless pranks. So they want to get to know me, do they? They want to spend a little quality time with the Grinch. I guess I could use a little... 
social interaction. <laughs> He's just mumbling and grumbling. His snoot is yellow, his eyes are green, and his eyelashes are brought to you by Maybelline. Yeah. Yeah, he has very <laughs> pronounced lashes. He orders Max to grab his cloak, because what's the Grinch gonna go do? He's gonna go fuck with some Who's. He's gonna go down into he's gonna go down into Whoville and mess with the Who's because they started it, I guess. So they wanna get to know me, do they? <laughs> He's down in Whoville doing some Bart Simpson type things. He's in an ugly ass cloak along with a Who mask. <laughs> the Who mask. Is that what that's supposed to be? See, here's the thing. The Grinch is technically a Who, but... Is he? Yeah, but he's just real green. He was just green and hairy. Uh, we'll get to this when we get to the good Grinch origin story, but... The narrator again with some more exposition. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Top of the day! Flatfoot! Now please, don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. Hey kids, here's a present for you. Be sure to run real fast with it now. Come on, double time, let's go! Move, 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 It could move, be move. that his head wasn't screwed on just right. <laughs> it could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. I love how they're setting us up to believe that we are not going to get any backstory on why the Grinch hates Christmas. Uh Like, we've been completely faked out. We never do get it in original versions, so thank you this version for explaining. Cut to Cindy walking with her dad, displaying more of her disillusionment. Boy, nothing beats Christmas, right? I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, it's just I look around at you and Mama. Everyone giving them kebabs. Doesn't it seem superfluous? I'm mad at these writers for sprinkling in real words with nonsense words. I didn't know superfluous was a real word until it came up on an SAT vocab test. No, that, yeah, that's <laughs> one of the first things you notice about Cindy Lou. She is very precocious she she has a very extensive vocabulary for someone her age which if i may remind everyone she was about seven when this movie was made all of a sudden Stu and drew stumble up to their father covered in ice what happened to you it was too cringe And like it's someone said Voldemort in Diagon Alley. <laughs> Everyone just fucking stops. Cars crash. Glass breaks. Jeffrey Tambor as Mayor Mayhu appears out of nowhere. It's like his spidey sense was tingling. He just appears out of the storefront. Did, Did somebody, somebody say Grinch? Grinch? I love how Lou is immediately like, oh, no. Sir, the boys didn't see any Grinch. He was right there. I think they were just up on the mountain. Playing with matches or defacing public property or... Oh, well, that's a, that's a relief. All right, you heard the man. There's no Grinch problem here. Everyone breathes a sigh of relief. Like, oh, thank God. Lou takes Cindy with him to work so she can help him sort packages. Yeah, like, the post office is going nuts and... This is going to sound like I'm trying to make a joke. I'm not. Lou who is an employee of the Postal Service at Christmas time. So can we get a hand for all of the real mail carriers, fulfillment associates, mail handlers, delivery people? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making sure our crap gets to us. Thank you very much. We appreciate you very much. Everybody tip your mail carrier. Mm. 
Cindy is trying to force her father to spill the tea about the Grinch. Yeah. She's like, why won't anyone talk about it? <laughs> and Lou is giving her non-answers. The Grinch is a who who. Well, he's actually not a who. He's, he's more of a... A what? Exactly, honey. And he's a what who doesn't like Christmas. Take a look at his mailbox, sweetie. Not a single Christmas card, in or out, ever. But why? No. There's, everybody realizes out in the lobby of the post office that they have the wrong mail. Oh yeah, he's trying to put out a fire in front while the Grinch is messing stuff up in the back. (laughs) Just, the Grinch's cackle, his breathy cackle, just like... He's having the time of his life. He's switching people's mail from mailbox to mailbox. He's got a stack of mail and he's throwing them into wrong boxes like he's throwing knives at a circus. Jury duty, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, pink slip, chain letter, eviction notice, jury duty. It's my favorite part. Lou sends Cindy to the back with some MacGuffin mail. Mm-hmm. And of course she discovers the Grinch. The, the scream off that they have. Okay. The Grinch! She jumps backwards into the sorting machine. This machine is just cramming packages down this big chute. I love it. Because <laughs> there's the big stamp on the conveyor belt it says down there. fragile. Yeah, and it's just boom, like a car compactor on top of these presents that say fragile. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be very clear. Were it not for Max the dog, Cindy Lou Who would have been found dead at the end of this conveyor belt with the word fragile stamped across her limp yes. little body. Because <laughs> the Grinch is like, I work here is finished. <laughs> Max. Max promptly bites the Grinch on the ass and will not allow him to go until he has saved Cindy Lou from the terrible, horrible car compactor death of the fragile stamp machine. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> Saving you? Is that what you think I was doing? Uh-huh. He mummifies her in wrapping paper and <laughs> yeah, leaves her to her own devices. When her dad finds her, he thinks that she's just been practicing her rapping. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Precious. And he's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell. I'm <laughs> My not gonna... dad's so happy. I'm not going to ruin it. We go home with Lou and Cindy, and we meet Betty Who. Betty is in the throes of some major housewife mania with the Christmas lights. Betty has absolutely gutted the house of every single working light bulb so that she can have the best Christmas lights. She has this ongoing feud with their Their neighbor. neighbor. Every year, Martha May Houvier has the best lights. Well, not this year. This year, I'm gonna beat that prim. Betty High has become like a standard greeting in, yes. our, in our friend group. Christine Baranski as the Scrooge McDuck of this community. Yes. Martha May Houvier. Mm-hmm. You know how you know she's got all the money. All of her money and her clothing and her jewels and her Christmas light gun. This, however, is new. 
she whips this contraption out and starts firing Christmas lights up onto the house. Yeah, it's it's insane. And we cut over to Betty, and you can see the will to live physically leaving her body. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's leaning on this string of Christmas lights, just slipping farther and farther out over the room. <laughs> <laughs> she's so upset. Grant decided that he's had a long and hard day of fucking around with Who's that he's going to go home. Yeah, he and Max have done enough damage for one evening, and they get back home by virtue of the town waste disposal system. All of their garbage is somehow catapulted into the mountain by way of this pneumo tube system. Yeah. He lands on a garbage pile near his front door. Yeah. Like, up the mountain. Like, that's how he gets there. (laughs) That's how he gets to and fro. car would have paid for itself by now. (laughs) We fade from that crude scene to this sweet little music box melody and adorable little Cindy Lou Who singing. Yeah, it's the tune of the Faith Hill song that Celine Dion should have sang. <laughs> You're not going to let that go, are you? <laughs> the whole point of Cindy Lou in this version of the story is that she's very disillusioned with Christmas, which I'm noticing is a common theme in films that were produced by Gen Xers and millennials. Uh-huh. So the Grinch lives in this cave system that is some kind of weird laboratory slash man den. Yeah. Like, there's medical equipment and a zip line from the bed to the recliner. This is like Minds of Moria shit going on. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know we're coming up on the Grinch origin story, but I just need to know where the Grinch got the hardware. I mean, I guess it's all from junk. Yeah. I, I guess it's all from junk that's just been dumped on the mountain that he has... He's kind of a genius, actually. Like, he has just repurposed all of their stuff to make his own technology. Like, some great engineering up in here. Yeah. He has his own elevator. Yeah. A zip line. (laughs) He pulls out this heart monitor, this x-ray machine. Yeah. To make sure that his heart is still shrinking. Yes! Down a size and a half! And this time, I'll keep it off. The point of all of this is that he has all of this space to himself. Even his echo does not like him. I've got all the company I need right here. Hello! Hello! How are you? How are you? I asked you first. I asked you first. Oh, that's really mature, saying exactly what I can. I'm an idiot! Cut to Cindy doing her best Sarah Koenig impression. She's playing little investigative journalist to find out everything she can about the Grinch. She visits the home of the Grinch's old biddies. <laughs> the two ladies that raised him. Here's a question that we really can't answer because all of the Who's have the same last name. Are they sisters? Or are they close? I'm a big... <laughs> I'm a big believer that Claire Nella and Rose are together. Right? Yes. They are two big old lesbo who's. I love them. Just trying to live out their elder years. 
First of all, they give her a completely unsolicited lesson on where who babies come from. Yeah. She didn't expect to get the talk from these two old lesbos. But it, the, the way who's come is actually very pure. They come by messenger baskets. <laughs> With little umbrellas With on little umbrellas. I love the one shot of the one baby floating down. <laughs> and the guy opens it up and he goes, Hey, honey, our baby's here. Takes a long look at him and goes... He looks just like your boss. The adult humor yeah. in this movie. It's a great, It's it's it gets both child and adult audiences. They're here for both of us. Speaking of adult jokes, on Christmas Eve, the Who's have key parties. I imagine very few of you remember the 70s. A lot of you weren't around. The Who's do. <laughs> the Who's love the 70s. They are partying like it's 1977 when, you know, they did this thing called the key party where all the men they dumped their car keys in like a fishbowl or a purse or something and then the ladies blindly took their draw and whoever <laughs> keys you got that's the one you went with it it the the concept of a key party makes me nauseous i know it was morning before anybody realized that he was out there the poor dear also, I just want to say this. Um, baby Grinch walked so that baby Yoda could run. <laughs> oh my god, stop it! Um, what? He is adorable. He is. He When little baby Grinch lands in the tree outside the key party, Clarnello's like, it took us all night to realize he was out there. Yeah, finally someone managed to find their underwear first thing the next morning and investigate that crying bush in the front yard. <laughs> Someone go see what that noise is. I have a splitting headache. He grew up an aggressive little kid. Yeah. We're getting other interviews spliced in. Yeah. Childhood friend, Martha May Huvier. The Grinch. Mm -hmm. He had no sense of color coordination. Although I hardly remember him, I didn't have time to socialize. I was far too busy with my studies. Because here's the reality. Martha dug the Grinch. Yeah, from from the get-go. Like, when they were kids, she is the prettiest little girl in school. Yeah. And she is super into this hairy green kid. Yeah. And, and it's adorable. When he's in the back color in pictures of the reindeer and Santa being annihilated by explosives. Yeah. She's, like, just staring at him and licking she's licking a, a big lollipop. red lollipop. It's, and I'm just like, it's implied. It's inappropriate. It is inappropriate. <laughs> But the little fat piece of shit that Mayor Augustus Mayhew was, was also in that class. He didn't like it one bit because in some alternate universe, this gorgeous little girl and this squat little prick are an item. Yeah. I swear to God, it must be a political arrangement. So, like, they, yeah. they can combine their net worth or something. And that's how it works in Whoville, I bet. <laughs> and so the mayor is like, I tried to take him under my wing. You don't have a chance with her. You're eight years old and you have a beard. <laughs> he was a bully. Yeah, he was a big old bully. And so little Grinch decides he's going to make a beautiful gift for Martha for this little class gift exchange, uh -huh. right? 
he cobbles together this adorable little tree topper. Yeah. It looks like an angel. Yeah, he makes it from like a trumpet and a bunch of stolen jewelry from his old biddies. <laughs> like, this is our first demonstration of where that ingenuity and engineering skill comes from. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but then he starts having the insecurities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Because remember, little Mayor Mayhew was like, you're, you're eight years, years old and you have a beard. He decides at the last moment that he needs to shave all the hair off of his face. Yeah. Because Mayhu made fun of him for it. And he doesn't want to look like a fool in front of Martha. Yeah. Yeah. You know it goes well because the next day at school, he has a bag on his head. Yeah. The teacher makes him take the bag off and the whole class can see that he's butchered his face. Yeah. Look at that hack job. <laughs> The whole class laughs, and he flies into a Herculean rage. Yeah. Stupid Ruben! Stupid Chris! I hate Christmas! The anger. The fury. The muscles. Somebody get Martha May a glass of water. Somebody spritz Martha May. <laughs> moisturize me, moisturize me. And Lil Grinch just runs away to live on the mountain, away from all the Christmas-loving who's. Now, when you read this synopsis for this film online, it says he disappears for 53 years. That's very specific. Very specific, because if you consider that they're probably all seven when this incident <laughs> occurs, that means the Grinch is now 60. <laughs> Martha May is now 60. She looks amazing for her age. And the mayor is definitely 60. Yeah. But, wow. Why are they so old? So now they've done it. They've explained why he's like this. The origin story that literally no one asked for. Yeah, but I'm glad we have it. <laughs> the Grinch is up on the mountain, listening to the Who's being happy, and he's just totally over it. Cut to him bludgeoning himself with a hammer yeah. to drown out the noise. Because <laughs> the Whoobulation is getting started up at the bottom of the mountain. Mm -hmm. Another event in a long itinerary of Christmas nonsense. Yes. They're going to nominate the cheermeister. Mayor Mayhu is scandalized when Cindy nominates the Grinch. As is everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and he does that irritating thing again where he whips out their Bible or whatever and starts quoting The Book scripture. of Who. Is that what it's called? Yes, but yes, I'm glad you're seeing the symbolism here <laughs> because he's making shit up to justify why he shouldn't nominate the Grinch. And he's like, Well, yes, but the, the uh, book also says the, uh, the award cannot go to the Grinch because sometimes uh, things get the lead pipe cinch. Say that. Oh no, 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 it does. <gasps> what page? Ah. <gasps> uh, In front of the entire town, she calls the mayor a liar. She's eight years old. That's balls. I love it. Good for her. She manages to move the entire town to in, Yeah, in favor of nominating the Grinch. Now she's actually got to do the hard part. Yeah. Getting the Grinch to come down. I love how back up on the mountain they're still they're still singing in the town and the Grinch is just like Yes, this Christmas music. It's joyful and triumphant. Drown them out! The Grinch is so busy trying to drown out the music, he doesn't notice Cindy crawling up the mountain on the CCTV. Yeah. When Cindy goes through the dog door, she finds him with his head between two giant symbols 
held by one of those nightmarish chittering monkey dolls. Yes. It's like 12 feet tall. Yeah, it's really not okay with me. He's got, he's trying his best to be unaware of the Christmas music. So the Grinch turns on some of that folklore bluster to try to get her to piss off. Yeah. Gaze into the face of fear. Booga, booga! I'm not scared. Denial is to be expected in the face of pure evil. I don't think so. He eventually tires himself out. Yeah. <laughs> He's just... He can't do it anymore. That's where we get the line, kids today. So desensitized by movies and television. <laughs> she invites him to be cheermeister and he literally laughs in her face. Until she mentions that there's a prize. And now she suddenly has his full attention. And a He makes her think he's going to come and then throws her out by dropping her into the pneumo via a trap door. Yes, yes. Completely fakes her out. Who knows? This jubilation could change my entire outlook on life. Really? No. So now the Grinch is trying to rationalize not going to this thing, and he's reading us his schedule. Yeah. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I want the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? The reason this next scene gets memed all the time, because it's the stages that we all go through, those of us with social anxiety, yeah. usually, the, the stages we all go through of gra yeah. grappling with going out to socialize. Yeah. People with social anxiety, we all know this song, Sing Along With Me. First, he's trying to come up with reasons not to go. That's the schedule. Once he's run out of reasons not to go, now we have to deal with wardrobe. So after he's kidnapped a yodeler and <laughs> disclothed him. That's just ridiculous. If I can't find something nice to wear, I'm not going. I can only assume he left that poor yodeler naked and alone. On the side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's hope he didn't hurt him. He's more frozen than Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. Probably. Now he has something to wear, the, the later hosen. And he's still saying no. <laughs> we enter the last stages of going out, which is, <laughs> when do I get there? Do I get there late? What am I going to say about why I'm late? Am I fashionably late? He's near the door. He's almost gone. Max has to drop him out the trap door to get him to just leave. Yeah. So they got to the point where they're going to present the award for Holiday Cheermeister. At Hubilation. Yes, at the Hubilation ceremony. The mayor is ready to give the Cheermeister award to himself because the Grinch isn't there. Yeah, he literally is like... Congratulations, Mr. Grinch! And he's like, he's not here. <laughs> the family Von Trap. Who could have predicted this? <laughs> that would have been moi. <laughs> oh my god. And then Hubris decides he's going to step up and uh, justify Mayor Who winning. And he also mentions that Mayor Who has had his tonsils removed twice. <laughs> 
It's a very funny story. I don't see how. We almost get it, too. Uh, yeah. He goes, what happened was, but then the dump it to crumpet lid opens up. The Grinch gets launched into the middle of the hubilation celebration. Right into Martha May's cleavage. Like, no, he hits the banner, he hits the tree, and then hits Martha May right in the motorboat spot. Before they give him this award, the Who's insist on subjecting him to a long line of holiday festivities. I wrote them down. Would you like to hear them? Absolutely. Number one, they reunite him with Rose and Clarnella. Yes, yes. Who have him in an ugly sweater in under 15 seconds. <laughs> Number two. Put him in the chair of chair. Chair of chair. What's the chair of chair? You didn't tell me about the chair of chair. Please, Mr. Grinch, please. They place him in this throne and begin to parade him around the town. Number three, he has to judge a pudding cook-off, which, do you cook pudding? I don't know, but, like, they keep shoving all this pudding in his mouth, and I love the guy who goes, this is not pudding. And he's what just, the hell like, is he it? He spits it out and goes, what is it? <laughs> Christmas conga. That's number four, Christmas conga. Oh, look at the time. I probably should be getting back. <laughs> number five, judging a fruitcake contest. Fudge Dudge. That's number six. God bless these actors just shoving food in his mouth. He's just like, all right, screw you. Is that all you got? They're just shoving his mouth fuller and fuller. And then we get the shot of him being ridden on the chair of chair and he's holding his tummy. He's very <laughs> upset. Number seven, participating in a sack race set to chariots of fire. It's, it's a great moment. He did this bit like three years later in Bruce Almighty. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. But only this time it was with milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is happening here is he's celebrating Christmas with the Who's. He doesn't even know he's doing it. Yeah. But he's enjoying himself. Yeah, he is very much so. They're Especially like, when he wins the sack race. Yeah. It, they're like lifting him up on their shoulders. He's he, like, he's number one in the sack race room. Number one. I'm number one. It's about at this point, I'm struggling to remember, wait, how does this all go sideways? And yeah. then they bring him up to give him the award. Yeah. They're going to make him do one more thing before they give it to him. Open a gift. From none other. The mayor. The mayor of Whoville himself. Mm-hmm. Opens it up and what the hell is it? That shit-stirring little weasel crap made sure it was a beard trimmer. There is a hate fire going on behind his eyes. And then the lemon juice in that paper cut. He gets down on one knee and asks Martha to marry him in front of everybody. If you agree to be my wife, uh, along with a lifetime supply of happiness, you'll also receive this. It's a new car. Generously provided by the taxpayers of Booville. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you embezzle <laughs> funds to pay for this car? Apparently everybody's okay with apparently, it. Yeah, apparently everybody was okay with it. And yes, he puts her on a timer <laughs> to answer. These gifts are quite dazzling. The Grinch 
interrupts. Yes. This grand display of extravagance. Very abruptly. By scratching the paint on the new car, like Jaws style, where he drags his finger down the chalkboard. And then we get a Grinch diatribe. (laughs) Yeah, about the evils of capitalism. Yes, he's like, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's always been about. Gifts. Gifts. Gifts, 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 gifts. You want to know what happens to your gifts? They all come to me. In your garbage. You see what I'm saying? In your garbage. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) In your garbage. All the waste. Yeah. Then he sticks that mistletoe in his ass and tells Whoville to kiss it. Yeah. (laughs) He takes that beard trimmer and buzzes Mayhu right between his eyebrows. Yeah. He's just right down the middle. Looking fabulous. The Grinch really makes his point by setting the Christmas tree ablaze. Yeah, no, he, uh, he creates a lot of havoc. He destroys a vehicle, which blows up in a fiery blaze. He carjacks that pair of hooves that are like a foot and a half tall. Yeah. Mind if I ride along? You might want to scooch over. You did the right thing. We get that action hero explosion. This tiny vehicle explodes in a mushroom cloud. Yeah. And then the Who's are all standing in the ash pile of the Christmas tree, and the mayor decides he's going to publicly shame Cindy for bringing the Grinch to Whoville and having... Which, I mean, he did kind of destroy the whole ceremony. But but. he's going to place the blame on an eight-year-old child and her family in front of the entire town. I'm hurt, Lou. I'm hurt, and I don't hurt easily. But you and your your family, I'm so... So disappointed. I'm hurt, Lou. Oh, God, I don't care. I'm hurt and I don't hurt easily. I don't fucking care. He can kiss my mistletoed ass. Just get back to Christmas the way it should be. About me. Grinchless. (laughs) I hate him so much. I'm supposed to hate him. Jeffrey Tambor is garbage. He does the job well. I hate him. And then. Merry Christmas! I just wanted everybody to be together for Christmas. Cindy Lou is breaking my heart. I know. Poor baby. She just wants everybody to get along. Yeah. Gosh. Back on Mount Crumpet, the Grinch comes home to Max having a one dog kegger. Yeah. He's having himself a little Christmas party. (laughs) He throws Max outside in the snow. He sees all this snow on Max's little snoot. Uh-huh. It looks like a little beard. Like a little Santa beard. Yeah. And this little light bulb goes on over Grinch's head. Then he got an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do. We all know what's happening. And then we get the song. This iconic montage of him getting ready to steal the Christmas set to Jim Carrey yeah. singing the song. Mm-hmm. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a 
Grishy Blendy. He makes himself a Santa suit. He builds himself a sleigh out of the junk he found at the dump. And performs crash tests. Yes. With himself as the dummy. Eh, bag's a little slow. <laughs> but that's what these tests are for. And so he gets everything all set up. He's ready to go. Like, go in behind Santa. Yeah, he's got binoculars. He sees the fat man on somebody's roof. He sees the reindeer take off and he goes, whoopsie. <laughs> Forgot about the reindeer. <laughs> because the sleigh is like jet powered. Yeah. It's like a hovercraft. And then he eyes Max. <laughs> Poor Max. <laughs> this is the point where he decides to humiliate Max by making him wear like that single antler yeah, and, and the little red nose. And the little red nose. And this whole sequence. You mean Jim Carrey doing his Ron Howard impression? It's so funny. It's the best. Like, all right. You're a reindeer. Here's your motivation. Your name is Rudolph. You're a freak with a red nose and nobody likes you. Then one day, Santa picks you and you save Christmas. Now forget that part. We'll improvise. Just keep it kind of loosey-goosey. You hate Christmas. You're going to steal it. Saving Christmas is a lousy ending. Way too commercial. I don't know. This could not have been in the original script. No, it wasn't. It was just him spitballing. Yeah. And Ron thought it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) So the Grinch and Max power up. And they have a very bumpy start towards Whoville. He fires up that sleigh, and here we go with the bad CGI. Yeah. (laughs) And so he finally gets stabilized. Wouldn't you know it, the first house they land on is Cindy Lou's. Wouldn't you know it. (laughs) I love how, because the adults actually believe in Santa, they're not going to think twice about noise on the roof. Betty and Lou wake up, and they go, what is that? What's that sound? (gasps) It's Santa. Go right back to sleep. And so... (laughs) He manages to, I don't like the water weight joke he makes when he's trying to jump into the chimney. No. He gets all the way to the bottom. This is where, like, the bulk of the narration from the story happens, I think. Yeah. Where he's actually robbing the houses. He tells the narrator to keep it down. Yeah. He got stuck only once. For a moment or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue. A little more stealth, please. With the little old stockings all hung in a row. The stockings, he grinned, are the first thing to go. He tells Sir Anthony Hopkins to be quiet. He, he pulls out the jar of moths and he goes, all right, fellas, chow time. <laughs> and they eat through the stockings. He clears out everything. The fridge. He puts the big tube down in through the chimney. It sucks all the presents. Hoovering everything out of the house. The stockings. The presents. Hoovering. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, you're fired. Yeah, I'm sorry, (laughs) He's in the process of shoving the tree up the chimney when Cindy Lou catches him red and green-handed. Yeah. That. You're fired. (laughs) Tit for tat. (laughs) Excuse me. The Grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter who'd got out of bed for a cup of cold water. Also, I'm sorry, there's no way Cindy does not know that it's him. Yeah, no, the next thing I have in my notes is here's where we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> With this narrative specifically. Like, because they're doing the whole cute thing where she can't see him because he's hiding behind the tree and he's pretending to be Santa Claus. I'm stealing all your shit because it's broken. I'm taking it up north <laughs> to my workshop. It'll be back in the morning. 
Santa, what's Christmas really about? Vengeance! Er, I mean... Presents. I suppose. And he pokes his head through the Christmas tree, and he's like, vengeance! And it is quite obviously the Grinch's face. I'm offended that they expect me to believe that Cindy Lou... Who uses SAT vocab! Precocious little Cindy Lou... Yes. ...does not know that it's the Grinch. Yeah. I'm offended that they expect me to believe it that. It is quite obviously the Grinch. He sends her upstairs with a glass of water. And when Cindy Lou went up with her cup... Nice kid. Bad judge of character. He went to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Montage time! <laughs> we see the Grinch hopping from house to house, stealing everything. I love the repeating cat. Yeah. I love the cat that he keeps finding, who keeps tearing his face apart. This is the real war on Christmas right here. Yes. <laughs> he takes everything. He's literally taking the sugar plums out of little kids' dreams. <laughs> like He takes Martha's engagement ring. At the end of all of it, he's got the whole sleigh packed up. Like, it's a tower of bullshit. <laughs> like, in this giant red bag on the back of the sleigh. Yeah, with the Mary Poppins technology. Yeah. <laughs> That allows it, you know, to fill up an entire town full of crap. Exactly. The sleigh breaks down. <laughs> what does this vagabond then do? He tasks the singular dog with dragging the sleigh up the mountain. Again, they expect me to believe this little dog dragged this entire payload to the top of a mountain? What are you laughing at? Rugal. It's all you, Maxie! 3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, yeah. he rode with his load to the tip-top to dump it. Yeah. He's on top of Mount Crumpet, and Max literally appears dead. Yeah, because he's now going to dramatically push everything off of the mountain. Now, it's dawn. This is what the Grinch has been waiting for. Yeah. Everyone to wake up and realize that they've been robbed. Yeah. And they do. I, and I mean blind. Because remember, he took the hooks. He he just left them hooks and wire on the wall. Yeah. Took all their food, all of their decorations. He didn't leave a trace of Christmas. This is larceny. <laughs> <laughs> Grand theft Christmas. Yeah. Here's the other thing. During the night, the Grinch has set a trap for the mayor. Because obviously, the police chief next door to the mayor wakes up and realizes he's been robbed. What an embarrassment. I've been robbed. <laughs> he jumps in his little car and the Grinch has hooked a chain attached to the back of the police car to the bed frame where Mayor Mayhu is sleeping. And he gets pulled right the fuck out of his house <laughs> right through a giant glass window. Right through the window. And through the middle of town. <laughs> He's in his nightgown. The whole town is there because the bed eventually grinds to a stop. Yeah. And he's in his nightgown. The whole town is there and he's wearing headgear. Yeah. Because remember, he's had his tonsils removed twice. Yes. Yes. And that requires headgear? I guess. He proceeds to have a temper tantrum in front of 
everyone. He's like, look at me! Look at me! <laughs> I was right! I'm old and white! <laughs> Fight the Grinch. Destroy Christmas. Invite the Grinch! Destroy Christmas! But did anyone listen to me? I did. No. You choose to listen to a little not to be taken seriously, girl. You didn't listen to me. Do you see what happens when you don't listen to old white men? <laughs> he shames the child in front of everyone. When he says girl the way he says it, I want to throw everything. I'm going to cram that tonsil guard back down his throat. Cindy. I hope you're very proud of what you've done. If she isn't, I am. I'm glad he took our presents. And God bless Lou. Yeah, Lou stands right up and he's like, I'm glad everything's gone. Yeah. I'm glad he took our presents. And then <laughs> the mayor is like, are you, are you, are you fucking crazy, Lou? <laughs> what is wrong with you? This is a child. She's my child. And she happens to be right, by the way. Dad's mad and, and dad's right. Dad's like, Sandy's been trying to teach us that, you know, it's not all about the lights and the presents. Everybody starts getting mushy yeah. and hugging and saying they love each other. Betty jumps loose bones yeah. right there in the street. Hunk of burning who? <laughs> Sandy decides it's a good idea to join the Grinch at the top of the mountain after he's robbed them all blind. And like, he's so excited. And he's like, I can't wait to hear all of them crying. And then every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. <laughs> he hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just to say. He becomes very grumpy very fast. This is a very, very moving moment for it me. It is. Because you watch Jim Carrey's face acting take you through all of these mental gymnastics uh -huh. that the Grinch is doing. Maybe. Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps means a little bit more. And you're like, did it just get warmer in here? Yeah. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Because the the dawn is coming over the horizon. Uh -huh. And another big mood moment from this movie, because the Grinch's heart starts growing <laughs> and Jim Carrey hams it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling the load at the top of the mountain has decided I'm going to go a little bit the way I'm going. He notices that the terrible, awful he almost did is about to do itself. He looks in because he goes, the presents, they'll be destroyed. And I care. What is the deal? <laughs> He tries to keep it from going over the edge. <laughs> he's trying to keep pull it from sliding off the end. And he's just like, oh, well, it's just 
toys, right? And that's when Cindy Lou chooses to make her presence known. Because she is, guess where? On top of the payload. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Grinch. <gasps> what are you doing after? I came to see you. No one should be alone on Christmas. Oh. They make adorable eye contact. They do. And then the sled keeps slipping. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. And then the muscles. <laughs> the Grinch proceeds to pick up the entire sled. I honestly think he might be a demigod. Probably. <laughs> it's just like, it's very, it's like that moment in Hercules when he appears out of the river of death uh-huh. with Meg, like with all the music, uh-huh. all the triumphant music yeah. behind him. I got you, Cindy Lou! We're taking the sled all the way down the mountain. (laughs) More bad CGI. Yes. The sled is like flying down the mountain. He lets the child pilot the sled (laughs) and it's going very, very quickly. Dragging him behind. On skis. (laughs) For some reason, he forgot to put brakes on the damn thing. Yeah. So the sleigh is careening out of control through the middle of town. Betty and Martha string some Christmas lights across the street to slow the sleigh down. Yeah, they're putting their good big brains together <laughs> and working together for the common good. But the sleigh just drags them. Yeah. Just drags them with the w- along with it. And then the dramatic moment where Lou is going to stand in front of the sleigh <laughs> so it stops. And he pushes Lou all the way inside the Christmas tree, but it finally stops right there. Everybody goes berserk. And then the Grinch gets away with this whole business with a genuine apology. But here's the thing. I like the fact that he did not assume that an apology would get him off for everything that he had just done. He was going to turn himself in. He literally hopped right off the sleigh and went, I did it. I'm the Grinch that stole Christmas. And I'm sorry. And then holds his hands out to be cuffed. And the stereotype Irish cop just lets him go. He's like, he said he was sorry. (laughs) And everything's here and accounted for. Deus Ex Irish cop. (laughs) Yes. And the mayor, the mayor is beside himself. Oh, yeah. This is bullshit. Where's my fiance? (laughs) And then somehow, without any of us seeing, Martha May Huvier has made her way to the top of the payload where she has found her ring. Merry Christmas. She is so extra. (laughs) Merry Christmas, August Mayhoo. I'm afraid I do have something for you. (laughs) (laughs) Your ring back. Slides down that she slides down the side of the bag in a very sexy way. What is with the squeal? (laughs) (laughs) My heart belongs to somebody else. And the Grinch is like me. Yeah, they start making all this eye contact, (laughs) and he literally does a touchdown dance. He's so giddy. 
all right, here's the thing. Here's the part. Yeah. Here, here's the part where they all hold hands and stand in concentric circles and, and pray, pray to the Christmas tree. Yeah, and sing in who speak. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know what any of these lyrics mean. Just play the song. fun but it does spark joy especially when the grinch joins in yeah <laughs> he doesn't know the lyrics <laughs> i feel like all christmas movies end with dinner man i love it though <laughs> yeah you want some roast beef i do want some roast beef you I... see all the pineapple on that roast beef you're sweating a little bit <laughs> don't let him know <laughs> but yeah no everybody is in the Grinch's lair in Mount Crumpet. They're having a big hoobalation feast. They let him carve the roast beef. Yeah. It's very nice. Because he's like, I don't know, Father Time in their town now or something. <laughs> what if the Grinch becomes the new mayor? Ooh. Ooh. Well, because, you know, Mayhew's administration is obviously corrupt. Yes. We need a new leader in this town. And yeah, it's just a very nice ending. Yeah, it ends exactly the way Muppet's Christmas Carol did, frankly, with everybody around a table. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It was magical to see this in the theater. I remember that. The scale of the production on a huge screen. I Yeah, I bet that was great. I mean, because I couldn't tell you that I actually remember going to see it. That doesn't mean you weren't there. But I remember the <laughs> aftermath of it, and I remember seeing it again and again and again on my own. I just believe that they capitalized on an already great story, but they just enriched it yeah, so greatly with their own humor and their own design. Like, I just think it's great. I feel like sometimes when we take a thing that's not very long at all, like a tiny children's book, mm -hmm. and then we try to stretch it into this long thing, make it a thing, I feel like it doesn't yield very good results mm -hmm. very often. Exactly. But fantastic beasts and where to find them. Mm. Anyway... And, but I believe this film does a great job of it. Literally, the origin story no one asked for. Mm -hmm. We enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. Jim Carrey's a genius. The movie's larger than life. Also, it, the soundtrack did... Oh, we didn't even talk about the soundtrack. Well, the soundtrack is, like, loaded with tunes that did very, very well after the release of this movie. The Busta Rhymes rap? Yeah. Every holiday season while we was young growing up Everything be cool and Mr. Grinch show up Always plotting and scheming to ruin everybody Holiday season and never had a justifiable reason Yo, be, I am the real when they come with the Grinch I tried to live with the given but it was making me wish I've seen happy kids with gifts, Merry Christmas they shouted I stole the gifts and there was nothing anyone could do about it <laughs> Jim Carrey is rapping Yes w What? Where am I? I don't, yeah, I don't know what planet I was on when I heard that, but... Is there anything Jim Carrey can't do? I mean... He he acts, he raps, he paints. Yeah. <laughs> he does a lot of great things. I love a good origin story. Yeah. I love the holiday warm and fuzzies, and I love Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey has not been well for a significant portion of his career, by his own admission, and I think we all need to remember the man behind the green mask this holiday season. Yeah. Jim, wherever you are, 
I hope you have your favorite beverage and that you're enjoying some peace. Yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah. He's doing okay right I, now. I read, I, I've read that he's doing better. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully 2020 comes up, Jim. Yeah. Guys, a very happy holidays. To all of you. Yes. All of our wonderful listeners. Our little onions. Yes. This really is our last show of the year. Yes. But this was a surprise for all of you. I hope you enjoyed it. We're all so grateful for you guys. Yes. And we wanted to give you a little something extra before we close out the year. To those of you who actually do tune in, who do look forward to when we release next time, you know, we appreciate you guys and we appreciate that you take the time to listen to us ramble. You're the reason we do this. Yes. Otherwise, it would just be you, me, in the closet. Yeah. Speaking of which, Mm. say goodbye to the old studio. We will never record another episode in your closet again. I know. Because we're going to have our own little space in your basement. That's right. Carrie Ann's getting a basement. Because my sister is moving into her first ever house. Yeah. Yay. Applause for Carrie Ann. It's very exciting stuff. But we're going to be setting up a new podcast studio in the basement. And it's going to take a minute. So it's a little unclear to say when our first show of 2020 will be at this point. But you know we're going to be back. We're going to be back. I can't wait to do rom-coms in February. I can't wait to groan through them. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts. And if you write us a review, you're going to be entered for a chance to pick the first feature of 2020. Get on over to the iTunes, to the Apple Podcasts. Get them keypads to type in. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And remember that the best gift you can give us this season is sharing this podcast with somebody you love. Absolutely. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom. Got the news, got the news, got the news.